Students at Florida College start their morning with chapel every weekday. Join us now for Daily Chapel from Florida College. This morning with us uh, is Jason Dickey. He is the son of Thaxter and Wanda Dickey. He graduated from Florida College in 2010 with a bachelor's degree in liberal studies. He went on to get his master's in economics from Western Kentucky. He has a wife, Megan, and three children. He currently preaches full-time at the Lutz Church of Christ, as well as working full-time in uh, clinical research. So we're glad to have him on our campus with us this morning. Please give him your attention when he speaks. Oh, come, let us sing for joy. Have you ever wondered what your epitaph will read? Maybe it's a little bit dark to start a week out talking about tombstones, but you only live once, right? If you look up uh, famous personages and their epitaphs, you'll see things that are clever, funny, uh, some are inappropriate, others are just plain strange. I knew someone once who said he wanted his tombstone to read, from here to the Big Dipper. He didn't have many friends, but he was a big tipper. What's probably more interesting, though, than the self-written epitaphs are the ones given by others, particularly if the person who wrote it is eloquent. In 2 Samuel 3, 33 and 34, David, the great poet and songwriter, gives an epitaph for Abner, the great general and former enemy of David. And he says, the king lamented for Abner, saying, should Abner die as a fool dies? To very quickly summarize the story, Abner, the longtime general of Saul, was opposing the ascension of David to the throne. And in the wars that ensued, Abner killed Asahel, the brother of Joab, Joab, the general of David's armies. Well, Abner's betrayed, and he decides to switch allegiance to David. The problem, of course, is that Joab is still seeking vengeance for the death of his brother. So Joab has Abner meet him at the gate to the city of Hebron a city of refuge, a place where Abner would be safe from the vengeance of Joab. But Abner comes, and there Joab kills Abner. Abner died feet from safety. He was duped by Joab, and he died as a fool dies. It's quite the thing to be said, isn't it? That you died as a fool dies. He wasn't overcome by numbers. He wasn't bound and killed. He was fooled. He knew the place of safety. He knew the danger that Joab presented, but he left the place of safety. He trusted Joab, and he died just outside the city gates, and he died as a fool. It's one thing to be naive when you're young. In fact, young and foolish go together, don't they? One feels sorry for the young and the foolish. And don't worry, I'm not so foolish as to say what I mean by the word young, so you needn't be offended. But as one matures, it becomes less amusing and less a cause for pity, and becomes more a thing of shame. For a fuzzy-checked newbie in the army to be fooled by Joab would have been sad. 
But for a grizzled, scarred veteran such as Abner, it's a shame. He was fooled when he should have known better. Fortunately, the same thing that happened to Abner happens every day in the lives of good Christian people. There's a spirit of compromise within our hearts, and when that outside pressure comes and says, come, I have something to tell you, that inside compromise, it starts to say things like, I will just this one time, or it won't hurt to go once, or I don't believe there's any harm in it. After all, Joab looks like my friend, right? Some play the fool by believing others of Satan lies, that no one will know, if it feels good, it can't be wrong, relax, you have plenty of time. But let me tell you, don't die as a fool by forgetting the Lord and his kindness and his warnings. Paul in Ephesians 5.15 says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish, don't be duped, don't compromise morality and integrity for the sake of a foolish fancy. Do I need to list the vices? Would it be necessary for me to stand here and tell you all the bad vices that exist that could compromise your morality and take you away from the kingdom of God? Whether intoxicants of the body or of the mind, there's poison all around. Don't be foolish. Let's give an extra biblical example. Maybe an example of the fool is Bully McGuire going to a jazz bar to embarrass Mary Jane when he already has Gwen Stacy, who's way better, right? Maybe a better example of a fool might be someone using a pop culture reference that's 20 years old when talking to 20-year-olds. I don't know. But whether you get the reference or not, I think the point and principle are clear. Don't compromise what you have for the sake of something that will never be. A Christian does not gain a better life by compromising the things that make them a Christian. Leaving the faith to follow fancy will not make your life better. It won't make you more successful. And all it really accomplishes is sacrificing the eternal kingdom of the Lord God Almighty. It's the end of another school year. At least it's coming to a close. Some of you, this is your first year in college that's ending. Some of you are finishing up college for good. Some of you are somewhere in the middle, right? But regardless, please remember that as one thing ends, another begins. And in each of those beginnings, make wise choices. Remember the epitaph of Abner. And don't die as a fool dies. I was trying to think of something to talk about for this chapel talk. Uh, and I was thinking about chapel talks I gave when I was a student here a couple years ago. Uh, maybe more than a couple years ago. And uh, I think it was when I was a senior. I gave a talk about determination or something like that. I don't remember, really remember much about it. But I concluded it by quoting Joshua 24:15 and saying, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I thought it would be appropriate this morning to check back in. And although you are not all the ones who heard me say that before, and although most of you probably don't know me and don't really care, I thought that it might be of some benefit to you all to give you an update of what a middle-aged man has to say about that choice and what it's meant to me. Because the fact of the matter is life is hard. Difficult times come, hardships arise, temptations flare. But in all, serving God has been worth it. I know that some of you have lived longer than me, uh, some of you have not lived as long, but to this point in my life, I can tell you with full confidence, it is worth serving God. And so maybe someday down the road, as you all get a little bit older, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, I don't know, 
You'll think about that. The random guy that you heard in chapel one day who told you it's worth it. And maybe that'll give you some staying power. I hope it does. I just want you to remember, don't die as a fool dies. Remain dedicated to the Lord. Don't compromise morality for foolish fancy. I thought it would be appropriate to end today by saying it again. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you will, bow with me, please. God, our Father in heaven, we're so very grateful to be your people. We're so very grateful to be a part of your kingdom. We're so very grateful to be able to serve you. We pray, Father, that in all things we will be wise. We will be prudent about the way that we walk. We will take prudent steps in our lives and that we will serve and glorify you. We thank you, Father, for this school. We thank you for the faculty and the staff. We thank you for the students. We pray you'll be with each and every one of us. Help us to be wise in our ways and help us to not be as Abner. Help us to not die as fools die. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.
Thank you for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.